Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Tuesday edition on this last day of February, the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show. I am back. I am your host, Josh Harris. Everything went well. Thank you to Cliffy and Pete for stepping up in my absence. Had some planned stuff with my son. If you saw on Twitter, he's doing fine. He's who knows where he is. He's running around tormenting the dogs now. Uh Snowy little Tuesday. How are we doing, Cliffy? Doing good. Um, you and I were talking just before the show. It seems like this NHL season's really flown by. I was looking at the standings today. Some teams are at like 63 games, 62 games. Like there's a lot of teams that are at like 20 games or, you know, 19 games or whatever. Like there's a quarter of the season left. It seems like it's really 
flown by with March 1st uh, coming around here uh, tomorrow. So um, <laughs> not a lot of time left in the DFS season. It, it, like, I really do feel it's weird how fast uh, the season has gone, but um, I guess that's just kind of the way it goes when you're in this day in and day out. Um, you know, one day bleeds to the next, and all of a sudden it's springtime. So uh, we are kind of in that mode right now. We do have to shout out Brandon Mack, though. Uh, congrats to his bank last night. Took down the $4.20 max over on DK. Uh, took first place for 2000 uh, on his 20 entries. So very good night by him. Uh, congrats to you, Brandon Mack. Hopefully uh, you can do it again here before the season's out. I mean, there's still, like I said, there's still a quarter of a season. We have like six weeks left. So uh, lots of time uh, to play, uh, to go here in the regular season. Congrats to you. Um, I didn't cash last night. I got bumped out by that Anaheim Chicago game. I knew it was going to screw me somehow. Um, I game stacked Ottawa Detroit, which was looking good for the first half of that game. And then Detroit just disappeared and I had no Claude Giroux. So, uh, that's how that went. Uh, how'd you do last night? I cashed. Thanks to that Terry goal. Uh, of course you did. Yeah. Congrats. Um, no, but I, I, your first day back. In, in in a full capacity kind of was yesterday. So I will say, okay, you can take my money. I will give you last night. Congrats on your Troy Terry goal. Well, here's the thing. I also played Detroit one. They were super cheap. They just kind of, after the second period, they just kind of disappeared. I also played Hinson and Robertson. Wasn't very good there. I had Yorgiev, so that was big for me. And I hit that Terry goal at the end to give him a goal and an assist. Look into the min cash there. Um, Cam Fowler, donut, bagel for me, but it was kind of a, a weird night. I stayed up way too late watching that game. I missed Brandon McDonald winning the four check because after Troy Terry scored, I passed out. Uh, but I see he has a $50 super chat. Thank you very much. Took down the four check last night. Thanks for all the work on the shows and in the chat, fellas. Let's get him tonight. That's the plan. It's one of the last – it's a $19 qualifier on DraftKings. I would imagine the last one is going to be a 1111 just how it goes. Um, but tonight is the 19. I think it's a 40 max. So congrats, Jake, on your <laughs> – Jake Jake always wins the 19s. I don't know what it is. Since he's switched over from going to one lineup to MME, I think he's qualified two years in a row winning the 19. I, I can't jinx it because if you don't win it tonight, you're still going next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's still uh, on his way next week. I see uh, your internet might've cut out real quick, but yeah. Thank you very much, Brandon, uh, for the $50 super chat. Uh, it's very generous. We certainly do appreciate it. Glad we could help in any small way that we could, but it's still you pushing the buttons and putting the lineups in. So congrats to you uh, on your hit uh, last night. Hopefully we can help you do it again. And hopefully we can help others do the same. Uh, we are going to jump into these games. Uh, before we do, just want to let everybody know that there is a brand new live odd shopper betting show. Uh, it debuted yesterday um, at 4 p.m. Eastern. If you're into betting, you can join Lofty, Ben, Greg, Eric, Aton, and all the regulars as they break down the night's best bets using premium odd shopper tools and data. So it is started yesterday. It is Monday to Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern over on the Odd Shopper channel. So be sure to go check that out. If you're into more sports betting uh, than DFS, or if you just want to supplement your DFS a little bit, a lot of really sharp minds over there. So that's Monday to Friday, 
uh, 4 p.m. Eastern over on the Odd Shopper channel. Uh, go get some help with your best bets. All right, we're going to jump into this first game. Detroit has a 3.1 implied goal total. They are going in Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators, I shouldn't say they're going in Ottawa. They're already there. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have a 3.3 implied goal total. Obviously, well, not obviously. Maybe you didn't watch the NHL last night. Can't. I uh, could be forgiven for that. Um, Detroit and Ottawa played last night. Detroit just stayed overnight. They're playing uh, a back-to-back. Uh, Ottawa won last night, 6-2, as we mentioned uh, at the top of the show. It was a close game for, you know, like I said, the first half of the game. And then Ottawa really poured it on uh, in the second half and just kind of laid waste um, to the Red Wings. So uh, hopefully today might be a little bit different. They do have uh, Billy Husso in net. It is um, it is not their backup. So they do have Husso in net. And Husso has been pretty good this year. Ottawa did use Cam Talbot uh, yesterday. So uh, Cam Talbot. Will not be starting for the Senators here tonight. Uh, it's expected to be Matt Sogard, but we'll see when warm-ups hit. Not really a whole lot to speak about uh, from that game in general. Um, I think the biggest note was all the penalties and all the power plays. There were 10 power plays in total uh, in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Detroit had four. Ottawa had six. Um, you know, these are two teams that do draw a lot of power plays. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ottawa is at the top of the league in power play opportunities per game at 3.8. And Detroit, believe it or not, over the last month or so, has climbed all the way up to second. So you have first and second uh, teams in power play opportunities uh, per game going up against each other. So, yes, there should be a fair amount of power plays again here tonight. Uh, it's just a matter of of where you want to go with your lines. Welcome back, Josh. Hey. Uh, we are just, uh, we are just, I was just digging into uh, the Ottawa-Detroit game, um, saying, yes, they did play last night. Huso and Solgaard uh, expected to start here tonight. Claude Giroux was back up on that top line. He had four points. Um, and the big note was that there were 10 power plays in that game last night, four on the Detroit side, six on the Ottawa side. I think there are only two power play goals, but it speaks to the power play opportunity that exists in this game. Um, obviously, Ottawa has a great top power play. Um, they have basically all season long. It's something, Josh, you and I have talked about basically since like November, is that they are one of those teams that does derive a ton of their value uh, from the power play. So, there are options of what you can do with Ottawa. You can just use the top line of Kachuk, Stutzla, and Giroux. Um, two out of three on the top power play. And he's, we saw with Giroux yesterday that he doesn't need all the power play time to have a really big night. So I do like Ottawa again here. Uh, tonight, the Ottawa Tom, they have been pretty, like, very good offensively. Uh, going back to January 1st, 5.9 goals per 60 minutes of five on five. Like, that is really, really good. Notice, like, Tim Stutzla has 93 points in his last 82 regular season games. So, um, it's been uh, it's been a, quite the upward trajectory for him. So, I do like Ottawa's top line again. The matchups don't really concern me that much. Um, and they even got a fair bit of time against that cop line last night. So I do like Ottawa one uh, again here tonight. Uh, if you want to go back to that Detroit, well, 
absolutely no problem there. They're coming in at about 7% ownership. I think it's perfectly fine. Um, you know, we say all the time, as long as Lucas Raymond's not on the top line, uh, <laughs> Dylan Larkin tends to do a lot better. Uh, Larkin and Perron are up to 225 minutes this year. Um, at five on five without Lucas Raymond, 3.4 expected goals for 4.0 actual goals for Larkin has 33 shots and 13 points in his last 10 games. So they're playing well. They're generating a lot. Ottawa does give up a lot of power play opportunities. Um, they're, they were all on the power play yesterday. So I think going back to both top lines is fine. But if you want to just turn Ottawa into a power play stack, I think that's fine as well. Like just look at last night, Thomas Shabbat, three-point night. Uh, Batherson, a goal with a shot bonus. Like you can't forget about those guys on the second line. So if you just want to do it, uh, Ottawa power play stack, I think you can go in that direction as well. Um, all right, let's get to our next gun. Next, huh, next one, not next gun. Uh, the Florida Panthers 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a 3.8 implied goal total. Uh, the big news on the Florida side, obviously, is that there's going to be no Alexander Barkov and there's going to be no Sam Bennett in the lineup for Florida here tonight. That is a pretty big loss for them, obviously. It is their top two centers, and Barkov is just flat out one of the best two-way centers in the league. So I – oh, there's Josh. So I – hey, welcome back. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on. Third time might be the charm. Um, okay. Yeah. We're on to Florida, Tampa Bay now. So, um, just talking about how Barkov and Bennett look like, um, th- like they're going to be out tonight. Um, that is a pretty big loss obviously for that team and it's forced them to shuffle up the lines a little bit. So, uh, Kachuk and Verhage are broken up. Kachuk, Reinhardt, Lundell, top line, Verhage, Lusterine and Duclair second line. Um, that's kind of bothersome because you want to see Kachuk and Verhage together. But by the same token, I was mentioning in our Discord this morning, Lundell and Kachuk have only played about 40 minutes together this year. In those 40 minutes, they're generating 100 shot attempts per 60 minutes. And that that is basically like middle of the league for a power play. Um uh, you know, they're not going to keep up on shot attempts for 60 minutes, but they are generating a ton. It just surprised me how much ownership they're coming in with. It's double digit ownership, which is still positive leverage. Don't get me wrong. It's still uh, positive leverage on the Florida top line, but, you know, 10% ownership feels like a lot, but that would be the line I would go to to Florida. It would be the top line. Um, the problem with the second line is no Makachuk. Um, Anthony Duclair, like he looked good in the one game that I watched in his return, but I don't want to rely on him having, you know, playing 18 minutes or playing like the guy he was last year when he's so fresh off that injury in that return and, you know, lose the run and no power play time. And I think he's more of a defensive guy at this point of his career. I think it's Florida one for me. The question is what to do with Tampa because they messed up their lines quite a bit. Um, they traded for Tanner Janot. Janot's coming in on the third line with Paul and Colton. Uh, Alex Kalorn moving up to the top line with Point and Kucherov and Hagel down to the second line with Sorelli and Stamkos. Um, those are interesting line combinations. There's obviously no sample with Alex Kalorn on the top line this year. Going back to last year, Point and Kucherov haven't really been great without one of Stamkos or Hagel on the top line. 
450 minutes together, five on five over the last two years, 2.7 expected goals for 2.9 against underwater by expected goal share without either Hagel or Stamkos on the line. Three and a half expected goals for, which is really good offense. Don't get me wrong, but 4.2 goals against underwater by goal share as well. Like that's a struggle and they're probably going to get some of that Florida two matchup. So it makes me kind of interested in Florida two, but I think it's just, I, I would stick with four to one. And I hate to say, it, but I think this is another game where I like both top lines the best. And I don't think it's particularly close for me. Yeah. I mean, for Florida, it's simple for me. Uh, I'm playing the line, whatever line Kachuk's on. He's their best player. I just, I, I don't know if I want to play Tampa here tonight or excuse me, Florida here tonight with that ownership, with the lines broken up. You don't have massive samples there. It's just, uh, I just don't have a great feeling about, you know, double digits with that, with those line combinations. Tampa's getting almost no ownership here. Now with, there's a couple things you can do. I would imagine Klorn up on that top line is also on the top power play. makes that line fully correlated. I think you can play them there. I mean, with Kalorn there, it's definitely much cheaper to full stack. You get full power play correlation. It remains to be seen how much Kalorn actually contributes on the power play. But at the same time, when Hagel was up there, Hagel really wasn't doing much on the power play either. So, you know, maybe you could take the savings there. Or you could back in line, you know, Sorelli, Stanko, and Hagel. Uh, Sorelli has started to play much better this season. Stanko's on the top play. Get a good five on five chip. I think there's plenty of things you can hear with Tampa. You know, depending on what you want to do, the ownership is low across the board. So if you want a power play stack, you just stack Tampa one or add in Stamkos. Or if you want the five on five matchup, go to Tampa two. Just a matter of how you want to build. There, you know, Tampa two is a little bit cheaper. Tampa one a little bit more expensive, but you get the full correlation. Just a matter of what you feel about Kalorn, I think. I I mean, Sorelli's coming up in price a little bit, but I'm starting to like his game a lot more than, you know, six weeks ago playing with Stamkos. Probably, like, I'll default to the top line just because you get full power play correlation. Florida takes, you know, they take a bunch of penalties. They're pretty high events. So both top lines, but I'm, I'm probably out on Florida in my one to three just based on ownership. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And... Um, yeah, we should mention, as somebody noted in the chat, they did mix up uh, the power play units uh, today. So like you said, top line is now perfectly um, correlated on the power play with Brandon Hagel moving to the second power play unit. And that includes Mikhail Sergeyev going to power play one. And we'll talk about that a bit when we talk defensemen a little later. Yeah, I'm, I got the I saw the news and I tried to go bet Mikhail Sergeyev power play point because it was almost six to one on the books. But then they locked it and I got it back at like four to one it's my big dog plus money prop of the night if you follow me on twitter let's move on to the next game we have the columbus blue jackets with a 2.9 total heading into buffalo the sabers have a 3.9 total elvis merzlikens craig anderson are confirmed i forget who uh someone i follow on twitter it's one of the guys who does like those charts maybe it was mika i don't know he was showing like goalie saves above expected or whatever compared to the actual goal. like whatever it was Merzlikens was like the worst in the league like he's yeah. one of he's he's probably the worst goalie in the league based off saves above expected you know high danger save percentage this and that pretty uh, just so, to yeah. on that point real quick 
pretty sneakily this season. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. I think it's still, it's close to the biggest gap between starter and backup is between Corpusalo and Merzlikens, which you wouldn't think. Like, you would probably assume something like, you know, Sorokin Varlamov or Hellebuck Riddick or something. And it, no, it's not. It's Corpusalo to Merzlikens, which speaks to how good Corpusalo has been. And like you said, just how bad Merzlikens has been. Yeah, he's been awful because I do generally like him, but he's been absolutely terrible this year now. Um Alex Tuck is out, so Jack Quinn is going to stay on that top line. I think he played around 13 minutes up there with them last game. Also, Rasmus Dahlin still out. Owen Power still power play one. Thing is, like, also on the Blue Jackets side, uh, Kirill Marchenko up on the top line with Jenner Gaudreau, second line of Line A, Johnson, Roslevic. I think going just full Buffalo one is fine here. Like, even if Jack Quinn only plays 13, 14 minutes, he's 3,200. He's going to be up on that top line with Skinner and Thompson. Not going to see power play time, which is kind of a bummer, but I guess you could leave Quinn off and add in Victor Olsen. Like it's not a massive price jump there. Olsen 4,500. You want to add in cousins. He's 5,500. I think that's fine as well, but I do particularly like Buffalo one here. They, they are getting a fair bit of ownership here just because now they're under 20 K without tuck on the flip side. That top line for Columbus is fully correlated. They have a 2.9 road total, and, you know, it is Buffalo. It's like they're very good offensively, but they kind of – you kind of forget how bad they are defensively at times. I don't mind getting to Columbus one here. The problem is, like, I don't want to be paying double-digit ownership for Columbus in this spot. I think there's other lines similarly priced in that, you know – 16, 17K range in better matchups at home that I'd rather play. But I think in MME, you know, Columbus want to play. I My favorite line of this night of the night is Buffalo one, Buffalo power play. What are you seeing? Yeah, I kind of dig Columbus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll start on the Buffalo side. I, like people might be scared off from Buffalo with no Rasmus Dolan. And I think it's a fair point with the power play because Dolan's played basically every single top power play minute this season. So we don't really have a look of this Buffalo team without Rasmus Dolan on the blue line on the power play. And you would think that would make a difference. Like it makes a difference in Colorado when, when it's Devin Taves there instead of Kale McCarr. It makes a difference, you know, in Vancouver when they have Ethan Bear instead of Quinn Hughes. Uh, like, There are, it is a downgrade. Like, I like Owen Power. I think he's probably going to be, like, a true number one defenseman in the NHL in, like, four years. He's not Rasmus Dahlin. 
But by the same token, if you look at five on five numbers, they're basically the same. Like Tage Thompson's line is scoring and generating nearly just as much with any defense pair out there as they are on the ice with Rasmus Dahlin. It just, how does this hurt them on the power play, which is a big part of their success so far this season, especially, uh, you know, particularly their fantasy success. So at that point, you have to want to play. I think that Buffalo top line is going to come in at 20%. Like they're, they're going to come in and double the ownership of the Columbus top line. And I'm not sure how great of a power play matchup it is for Buffalo, given that Columbus doesn't take a lot. Like they're about league average at this point by time shorthanded per game. Um, the penalty kill has generally not been bad this season. Like that's the one thing that Columbus has been able to hang their hat on. And it's been the same thing of late. Like I was looking at their last 20 games, basically the middle of the league by shots against basically the middle of the league by goals against like, it's not like an Arizona or Montreal or Chicago situation or not even Chicago. Cause they're good now or Anaheim situation. Good on the P on the penalty kill. Um, it's not, it's nothing like that. So, you know, if you have a, an unknown of what it, they're going to play like without Rasmus Dahlin on the power play, and it's not a great PK spot anyway, and they're coming in with 20% ownership. I think there are reasons to not play Buffalo one. And also, like, uh, and this is another thing with the replacement. Like, I'm a big fan of Jack Quinn. I think he should probably be a top three Calder Trophy finisher this year for Rookie of the Year. But at this point of his career, he's a shot bot. He does. He's not that good in transition. He doesn't pass the puck. He shoots. That's it. It's like putting Victor Olofsson there. It can be good. They're going to have good nights. But losing Alex Tuck is a big loss because he's a dual threat. He can, he's a good playmaker. He's a good digger and he can score. Jack Quinn is not a good playmaker. He's not a good digger and he can score. You, you lose a lot of good qualities by losing Tuck. 20%, no Tuck, no Dolan on the power play, not a great power play spot anyway. I don't know, man. Like Merzlikens would be the reason why I would really want to play Buffalo here tonight. And I hate playing. I hate stacking teams and using lines just because I like the goaltending matchup. It feels dumb. So, like, I think I'm out on Buffalo here. Like, I'm fully prepared for the Buffalo Sabres to just completely bury me here tonight in the first period. It could easily happen. I think at the ownership with the unknowns between going from Tuck to Quinn and Dolan to Power, I think there is reason to fade a 20% top Buffalo line. Um, for the rest of the Buffalo lines, like I'm not in like JJ Paterka and Peyton Krebs have terrible offensive numbers this year. The only reason they're producing anything is because they're shooting over 20% at five on five. It's like, they're not even going to maintain half that. Uh, so good for them for getting there in a small sample. That's not going to continue. Um, you know, the rep, you know, I'm not playing Casey Middlestad, Samus Gergensen's whatever. So like if people want to play Buffalo one, I'll never, begrudge people playing a line that's typically been so good. I just think there are reasons to not play them here tonight. It is Columbus one that I kind of do like here. They're up to 55 minutes with Marchenko, 3.1 expected goals for 3.6 actual goals for shooting under 11% as a line. Those are all pretty much in line. Those are all like numbers that you might expect from a Godro Jenner X line. Like, and Marchenko has been getting a lot of ice time of late, like 19 minutes a game, like a lot of ice time of late. And it's paid off for him. He has 16 shots in his last five games, all perfectly correlated on the top power play. Buffalo does take a, 
not a lot of penalties, but they're starting, um, but their penalty kill is starting to itself is starting to really struggle as it has a lot this season. Um, I, I think I do like the Columbus top line here, but um, like I said, I, I wouldn't begrudge people playing Buffalo one. If you want to dip down to Columbus two, I think that's kind of interesting because, you know, Kent Johnson and Line A typically don't have very good numbers together, but Roslovic's been on kind of a little heater. Line A's still on like a 30-goal pace this year. They're not coming in with much ownership. Um, you know, I do think a two-man of Roslovic, Line A or something like that is perfectly fine, but it is, a, believe it or not, it's the Columbus top line I like the best in this game. Here's the, I mean, like, I, I get it. I like Columbus here. Kirill Marchenko is a shot bot as well. You know what I mean? Like, if Marchenko's a shot bot, Quinn's a shot bot, who'd you rather play? Jenner, Jenner Gaudreau, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner. Like, I mean, I get that, but it's also half the ownership, right? Yeah, true. I, I like. I think if it was Corpy Salo in that for Columbus, yeah. I would be fully on board with what you're saying. I just have a hard time. Like, we've seen Tage Thompson end slates before 7:30 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. If it was Corpus Allo, I'd be like, yeah, I, I could see that. I just have a hard time wrapping my – I like, fine. Like, I think Jenner Gaudreau, fine. Like, I think it's good. I just worry that, like, a 20% uh, Tage Thompson just absolutely nukes Merz Lickens and you're seeing Corpus Allo come in at a 5-1 game, like, nine minutes into the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 not like – it. I mean, we're not expecting that to happen. That's just my fear of fading the Sabres. I think, you know, your points about fading them are fine. You know, a 20% line on a 10-game slate. There's definitely merit to it. I just, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate, advocate for a second, just saying, like, Bruce Lickens might be the worst goalie in the in the NHL. Columbus is not one a very good defensive team. It is it is a scary fade, but, I you know, I think there is merit to it. Um, and your point about Tuck not being on the line is big because Tuck is probably the best playmaker on that line. Jack Quinn just kind of is there. So you're relying on Tage Thompson to really make the plays there, which he can do, but it's not going to be as fluid as if Tuck was there. So it's it's a lot more complicated than it seems this game. So, you know, hopefully that helped. I'm not sure it helped me. I, I think I'm more confused at the end of this than I was at the start of this. But let's, let's move on to the next one. Seattle cracking with a 3.3 total heading into St. Louis. The Blues have a 2.8 total. Party Marty, Senor Fiesta, Martin Jones, and Jordan Bennington confirmed for the Blues. I don't know, man. Like, anyone but Marty Jones in that, I'm probably out on the Blues, but now you kind of have to, like, do it's you? one of these situations where, like, I get like mate like Marty Jones like for as bad as as Merzlikens is like Marty Jones has a winning record but he's trash like he's garbage like he's better than me because he's a professional hockey player and he's you know he's getting paid millions to give up goals in the NHL but like uh, maybe not but like Thomas Buchnevich some of these power play guys maybe. And on the flip side, like Kraken with a 3.3 road total, like that's 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 pretty juicy. But the problem is like they have three playable lines, maybe not the Winberg line, but like you can at least consider the Gord line or the Eberle line. It's just like they don't get a ton of minutes. Their power play is atrocious. 
like this game's kind of MME for me. I was hoping we could just skip it. Yeah. And, no, I, like I, I'm not really kidding when I say that. I don't have any interest in anything here. Like none of the forwards. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but like that Seattle top line is just not generating anything. They're relying on shooting 13%. The Seattle second line, the Wenberg line is generating even less. And Wenberg sucks. <laughs> and then, you know, the Seattle third line, I, I mean, sure, they're playable. Uh, use Bjorkstrand and Tolvanen for some power play stacking or something like that. But, like, no, I'm not stacking anything. I'm not stacking anything in this game. Um, you know, on the St. Louis side, Sad and Cairo. I don't know if anybody has looked at the numbers with Sad and Cairo, but it's two expected goals generated per 60 minutes this year at five on five. And 140 going to help in 140 minutes together. That's like 12 or 13 games, and they gener and they generated a grand total of like five expected goals. No, and the St. Louis, the St. Louis second line is even worse. Like I'm serious. I'm not stacking anything here. If 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 I were tempted for anything, it would be some sort of two man from that Gord Bjorkstrand Tolvanen line. Probably Bjorkstrand Tolvanen. But no, I have no interest in this game at all. Yeah, I don't really either. I was trying to make something happen there. I think, you know, for the Blues, you have to wait and see. Like I, I kind of like that pickup for Kasperi Kapanen. Maybe he can revive himself getting some top six playing time, but yeah, this this game is MME for me. If it, if you, I'm not going to force them into my crunches. If they're there organically, then so be it. As we mentioned off the top, maybe I mentioned it before my internet crashed. We are sponsored by Prize Picks, and you can get one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum, which is a hundred and twenty dollar value, by the way, and up to a hundred dollar deposit match bonus with when you sign up and make a deposit with Prize Picks. It is a prop-based contest, so if you're in a state where sports betting is not legal, it's kind of like placing round robins or parlays. They don't really like when you say that, but that's general. That's the gist of it. Uh, you can go up to six man. If you hit like four or six, you double your money. Four or five, whatever. You know, you still make some money. Obviously, you make the most. If you hit all your picks, you can net up to ten x your entry fees. You can also go cross sport. Uh, you know, NHL, NBA tonight, there is UFC 285 this weekend, which I am very excited for, which you can add in as well. Um, yeah. So click that link in the description. That is the way to sign up for prize picks and get your uh, month of stochastic plus platinum, which is $120 value and a hundred dollar deposit match bonus. So you're getting $220 just by clicking the link in the description. Let's move on to the next one. The Pittsburgh Penguins with a 3.4 total heading into Nashville. The Predators have a 3.1 total. Tristan Yari, UC Saros confirmed. Oh, man. Okay, I'm just taking – I'm just going to say it right here. I see Nashville 1 getting double-digit ownership. If double-digit – if a double-digit-owned line with Michael Granlin buries me, they bury me. I'm not playing them. I don't care how cheap they are. I don't care how correlated they are. I'm not playing Mikhail Granlin. You look at his his shot rates, he's like last in the NHL. Like, yeah, Duchesne is, not, is a nice player. Tommy Novak has played 57 career games. I'm not doing it. If you want to do it, I think it's fine. Because, you know, Pittsburgh goaltending is your penalty kill. But, like, I'm just not doing it. I prefer the Pittsburgh side. I like the Pittsburgh top line here coming in under 4%. 
it's a very good power play spot. It's just a matter of if UC Saros can bail them out or not. Yeah, I'll bring up our top stacks tool real quick. Duchesne, Novak, Granlin, 5.5% top two stack, 12.5% ownership share. One of the worst leverage spots on the entire slate right there with the San Jose top line. So, yeah, the worst leverage spot on the slate. And they're going 11-7, they announced. So whatever line combinations they have, they're going to get completely mixed up. And, you know, if you look at the way they ran their lines in the last game, like everything was a mess anyways. Like all their lines got mixed up basically all game long. Like Granlin, Novak, and Duchesne started with each other. And then Novak got moved to another line for like three or four shifts. And then they were reunited back together for like five or six shifts. And then Novak was, you know, riding the bench at the end of the game. Like Nashville is another situation like St. Louis and and, um, Seattle where like if you want a one-off Matt Duchesne, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, He has 18 shots in his last five games without Philip Forsberg there. So like he's still trying to get pretty involved offensively he's on a 30 goal pace, like 30 goal, 70 point pace or something like that. So he's still doing stuff offensively. It's just, do you want to use all three players? So like, yeah, I mean, if, I guess if you want to one off Tommy Novak or Matthew Shane or, or something like that, I, I guess that's the way to go. But with inconsistent line combinations, Hey buddy, with inconsistent line combinations um, and the team going 11, seven and the team just being bad anyway, like I don't see a reason to do anything more than like a two man stack. And if I did that, it would be like, um, like a Duchesne and Novak or, or something like that. But I, you know, this just seems like a bad team with bad chalk. You know what I mean? And like they lost like Philip Forsberg still out. Ryan Johansson got hurt. Nino Niederreiter got traded. That is an entire scoring line gone. And this was a team that wasn't scoring a ton this season to begin with. So, like, coming in with it over-owned? No, I'm passing. The question is what to do with the Pittsburgh side because Pittsburgh, they've been pretty up and down, I think, is the best way to – it's maybe the it's kindest way. Definitely inconsistent. Yes, yeah, maybe the kindest way to put it. Um, you know, they beat the brains out of Tampa 7-3. And that's not too far after, too long after losing four in a row and five of six, never scoring more than four goals in any game or something like that. So they have been Jekyll and Hyde, but they've been generating a lot. The Pittsburgh top line in the month of February, 4.3 expected goals for. The Pittsburgh second line in the month of February, 5.3 expected goals for per 60 minutes. Those two lines are generating nearly 10 goal expected goals every 60 minutes which is patently absurd. Um, their whole problem has been, as it is, has been at times this year, is just finishing. Top line shooting 5.5% February, second line 8.5%. You know, Brian Rust, 15 shots in his last five games. Ricard Raquel, 28 shots in his last 10 games. Like, even Zucker, who's not getting a ton of ice time and no top power play minutes, is, easy, is at like 2.4 shots per game of late. Like, they're still generating a ton of offense, just having tough time scoring. And um, UC Saros at the other side does present a little problem. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan 
but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nashville penalty kills, not very good, though, and they have been taking more penalties. I hate relying on the Pittsburgh power play because it has been like the team very inconsistent this year, but I do like the Pittsburgh top line to take advantage um, of those power play opportunities. But I do think Pittsburgh too is in a pretty fine matchup here and they're coming in with positive leverage. Now they are expensive 15,900, but if you're worried with, about Saros and his ability on the penalty kill and paying all that money for the top line, I think you're fine to do like a Malkin Rust two man or a Malkin Zucker two man, or just one off like Rust or something like that. Um, I think that's perfectly acceptable. I think the Pittsburgh second line shouldn't get overlooked here. Um, but yeah, it is the Pittsburgh top line that I really do like in this matchup. They are, I think, the best leverage spot in the night. Yeah, they do have the most uh, positive leverage by our top stacks. So I wouldn't look Pittsburgh, overlook Pittsburgh one, but I think it's the Pittsburgh top six that is very much in play here. And I think they make a nice pivot from you know what could be much higher on lines let's say you know in buffalo or in minnesota or something like that yeah i do really like pittsburgh tonight it's always just a matter of what sorrow can do like how much can he actually save but like how far away removed are we from carolina putting up almost 70 shots against this team you know what i mean so like they're we're gonna give up shots like like Soros could have like 41 saves and still give up five goals tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do like Pittsburgh a lot here. Let's move on to a five and a half total. That's trending down towards a five. The New York Islanders with a 2.4 total heading into Minnesota. The wild have a 2.8 total. Sorokin probable. Uh, Philip Gustafson's confirmed. I, I like the goalies in this game. That's not going to be a surprise. I see there's a lot of ownership on on the Minnesota top line here. I'll just come out and say it. Like I'd much rather play Pittsburgh than Minnesota tonight, and there are similar price points. Like if anything, the Minnesota top wild is fine, but like I just 2.8 total. The Wild have been awful with by their expected goal metrics. Like Hartman being up there has helped. If anything, maybe I'll just one off cappers off or like do like a Joe Eric Snack Boldy two man, but like that doesn't even excite me. So I, I just don't think I'm going to have much from this game. Yeah, I, I'll say I don't have any interest in the Islanders. Um, Minnesota's just flat out been one of the best defensive teams in the league of late, um, like basically going back to Christmas, but I'm just looking at like the last 20 games. Um, I think they're, they're eighth by expected goals against fifth by actual goals against at five on five. Um, the penalty kill has been pretty good in the meantime. Um, I just don't think 
this is necessarily spot to go in on the honors. Like I was looking at, at Bo Horvat, his numbers without Matt Barzal. He has eight shots in five games without him. And the Bo Horvat and Anders Lee are generating 2.7 expected goals without Barzal, which is a little bit above league average. And you're going into a brutal defensive matchup against a team with a good penalty kill. That doesn't take like a ton of penalties. With a good goalie, too. It's not like there's a bad goalie behind him. Right. Gustafson's having a pretty good season as well. Yeah. I, you know, if you want a one-off like Kyle Palmieri, I think that's fine. If you want a one-off, you know, you know, even Bo Horvat, I think that's fine. But no, 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 no Islanders. <laughs> On the Minnesota Wild side, like the top line, it's it's – I think it took them a little while to get acclimated back with Hartman there because he was there a lot of last season and they had a lot of success and they have been a lot better of late. Like they were struggling to generate offense in like the first half dozen games when Hartman got there. But I was looking just over their last four weeks, like the month, like since the all-star game, basically Um, 3.2 expected goals for 3.6 actual goals for 83 shot attempts generated per 60 minutes of five on five. Like they've been generating a lot. Um, and here's the second part to this is that the Islanders have been giving up a lot defensively of late, uh, top line 3.2 expected goals against second line 3.1 expected goals against, um, it's not really a bad matchup for Minnesota one going into Sorokin really, really sucks, but Minnesota power play still been good. Like, I think this, this is like, I would probably, I would, I think I would rather play Minnesota than Buffalo. And they're basically the same price, but it's just Minnesota's coming in with a, like, you know, a lot less ownership, um, like 40% less ownership. Um, you know, I think I would probably rather play the Florida top line as well. Um, just for, it's just ownership concerns, right? Um, so I do like Minnesota one here. I think, you know, I'm with you. I don't think you have to full stack him. You can just one off Kappas off if you want, but that's where about where it would end. I was talking about this on Twitter. Like Marcus Foligno is just dragging Matt Boldy's offensive potential straight to hell. Like there's no other way to put it. Um, Foligno and Boldy and Erickson Eck on the ice, 2.2 expected goals for per 60 minutes. Well below league average, they're scoring even less than that. Um, Boldy and Felino going back to last year are something like 18% below league average and expected goals for per 60 minutes of final. Like Felino, I, I said, I think I said this on the show with Pete. Um, if you look at Felino's micro stats, when he gets into the offensive zone, he's passing to the defenseman. He doesn't even pass to the forwards. So what do you, what do you do with a guy like that on your line? Right. Cause you know, if you ever give him the puck, it's a turnover, right? <laughs> like basically. So I, you know, I have no interest in the Minnesota depth. For me, this this game, if I'm if if I'm stacking anything, it's the Minnesota top line. Otherwise, I'm just moving along. Yeah, and the way Minnesota matches, like that Hartman line is going to go out a whole bunch against Zeke, Matt Martin, or like Adu Kovula and Josh Bailey. And if for some reason Sorokin doesn't get confirmed, like actually, like Valarmov has been good this year, but he's not Sorokin. So, yeah, there is merit to playing Minnesota one here. I just, you know, ownership-wise, it doesn't feel great. If Hartman was on the top power play, I mean, it's not the best power play spot anyway. Islanders have a pretty good penalty kill, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it just feels good clicking in a fully correlated line. I don't know. But, yeah, Minnesota one, like, I just have a problem 
paying 6,500 or above for Matt Zuccarello, right? You know what I mean? Like last year, he was like 5,400. His, you know, his metrics were so much better. He's not having the best season, but he is still with Kaprizov. He's having an unbelievable season. So yeah, I, I, there's, there's merit to it. Let's move on to the next one here. Los Angeles Kings with a 2.7 total. Heading into Winnipeg, the Jets have a 2.9 total. Phoenix Copley, Connor Hellebuck are confirmed. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is a game-time decision. If he's out, uh, Bounas said they will be going 11-7, which is kind of annoying. If he's in, Dubois will be in between Ehlers and Niederreiter. Niederreiter is min price on DraftKings tonight, which if you play cash, seems like a pretty good spot to play Nino Niederreiter. That being said, this total has kind of dropped throughout the day. I guess, you know, probably, you know, the Pierre-Lac Dubois news. If it's 11-7, you would think, or if Dubois is out as well, you would think Nikolai Ehlers jumps up to the top power play unit, which kind of interests me in him more. Like, he just needs that power play. What? He's not. They said if Dubois is out, Wheeler's moving up to the power play. That is just max pain. Like Rick Bonner, <laughs> donkey. Like I, I maybe you missed it in our Discord. The joke was um Nick Ehlers is trying to skate over to the top power play guys in practice, and Rick Bonus is like Krusty the Clown sitting on his porch with a shotgun, saying, just keep on skating. <laughs> so no, Nick Ehlers will not be on the unless another guy besides Dubois gets hurt. Rick Bounis is one of my least favorite coaches in the NHL. He did some clown stuff with the Stars last year. Maybe he's a good overall coach. He's helped him. Like, the Jets are much better than expected, so maybe he's a good actual coach. But for DFS, it is, it is just a gong show. Man, that makes that top line fully correlated. Wheeler, Shifley, Connor. Like, the thing is here, right, if they go 11-7, Shifley and Connor are just going to play massive minutes tonight. So those are the guys I'd concentrate on. On the Kings side, it's probably, you know, Dino, Arvidsson, Fiala. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is tough to say exactly what to do unless we know Dubois is playing. And the other thing is, is Winnipeg has been pretty Jekyll and Hyde on how they do their line matching, which is important for this game because the Kings' top two lines are both pretty good defensively. Now, there isn't a big sample on the second line with Fiala there. So maybe they won't be as good, but in the sample they've had, they've been better than league average. And generally speaking this year, that Kings second line has been really, really good defensively. But Winnipeg has at times used the win- their own third line as a shutdown line. So they'd be going out against Kopitar and then they'd use Shifley and Wheeler against the opposing second line. Now, if they did that, it would ostensibly leave Ehlers, Dubois, and Nita Ryder to play against the Kings' bottom six, which I would have a ton of interest in, um, especially where there's not a lot of ownership. The Ehlers, Dubois, Nita Ryder line, 3.5% ownership by the top stacks tool. Um, you know, Dubois, if Dubois plays, Dubois and Nita Ryder are going to be on the top power play unit. Um so you get two out of three guys on the top power play unit. The Kings penalty kill has improved, but isn't elite. Um, so I'll just say it's Ehlers, Dubois, and Niederreiter that I like here because I think no matter what, they're not going to get the top line matching. So they're going to avoid Kopitar and Byfield. And that since Byfield got there, they've been really, really good defensively. Yeah. Um, I would rather take my chances against the second line with Kevin Fiala there. So, yeah. 
For me, it's Ehlers Dubois and Nita Ryder. Um, you know, I I don't want to say this because it sounds outlandish, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I view Nino Niederreiter and Kyle Connor at five on five as pretty similar players. Um, they both like to shoot more than they like to pass. They both like to carry the puck in transition and they both can help their teammates score. Yes. I do think Kyle Connor is the better goal scorer, like, you know, quote unquote, I just think the function that Niederreiter can serve on that line can be similar to what Kyle Connor served while he was there. And while Kyle Connor was playing with Dubois in Ehlers, their offensive numbers were through the roof. 4.4 expected goals for 4.2 actual goals for per, uh, per 60 minutes of five on five. Like I said, I don't think Niederreiter is as good as Connor offensively, but I think he can fill in a very similar role to what Connor played and Nita Ryder's getting top power play minutes. So Ehlers Dubois, Nita Ryder for me is where I would go. Yeah, we suck if uh, Nita Ryder's out, but there are other lines later in the slate that you can swap to, right? Like you can just straight swap over Los Angeles one if you want in this game. Um, there's some Calgary stacks uh, you can switch over to. There's some San Jose stacks you can switch over to. So even if Dubois is out and you want to get off Winnipeg entirely, there are other places you can go. So it's Dubois, Ehlers, Nita Ryder for me. Um, no interest for me uh, uh, on the Kings side. Pretty bad uh, power play spot. Um, the top power play unit has come alive a little bit lately. The second power play unit's still pretty good. You know, there's not much ownership here. So you, they are playable. And the Kings top line would be in play for me if I knew they were getting that Morgan Barron shutdown line, right? Um, so I think the Kings top line is playable. But I think it would be more of an MME thing. I wouldn't play them in a single entry. If I was going single entry and taking a line out of this game, it's Dubois, Shifley, it's, sorry, Dubois, Ehlers, and Niederreiter. And I don't think there's a close second for me. Yeah, I agree, as long as Dubois is in. Patty Kane trade just went through. Rangers got Patty Kane for 2023 conditional second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. That's actually more than I thought that they would get for him. Considering that Patty Kane's like, I only want to play for New York. That, that, yeah, that's why. He was like, I'm going to the New York Rangers. It seemed like it was like, trade me to the New York Rangers or I'm not coming back. <laughs> that's yeah. basically what it seemed like. Yeah. Um, anyways, oh, got to write that up after the show. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyways, we got Boston Calgary to talk about eventually. Rest in peace, Igor, man. That dude is going to face so much, so much. Man, I, don't, I don't think people realize how many shots he's going to face with Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko playing in the top six. It's going to be yeah. a lot. It, like Panarin, Panarin, Trocek, Kane is going to be one of the worst defensive lines in the top six in the NHL. It's going to be a lot of fun offensively, but holy moly, they are going to be playing some pond hockey when they're on the ice. <sighs> anyway, since you're all here, make sure to smash that like button. All 175 of you, thank you for tuning in. And for tuning in, we have a special offer for you. If you click the link in the description below, is the only way to get this deal. You can get four weeks of NHL on Stochastic for half price, $29.98, which is half off. The normal price is around $60. If you click the link, it will auto-populate what you need to do. You don't have to put in a code or anything. Um, you get everything that we have to offer, projections, ownership, lineup builder, rankings, Discord. They're in. 
I don't know why we don't have, you know, our, our uh, ISU caddy Eric Lindquist picture up there. Uh, he has a nice face for radio, which is nice for, you know, things here. Or our face, really. We ha- They had us take pictures at the beginning of the year. We're, we're very good-looking men. I don't know why we're not on here. But I digress. You get all this for 50% off. And, you know, this course is my favorite thing. You get, you know, alerts when the lines are different. Um, whole bunch of shenanigans. There's a whole bunch of people. If you have questions, like a ton of people will be willing to help you. Way more people than work there, like me, you, and Jake uh, work there. But then you have guys like Henry, who's really good at showdown and MME. Our pal, Mr. Goodman, just to name a few. Um, still have still haven't actually confirmed that Henry's human yet. I have not seen a, an emotion out of him in three years, but thank you, Henry, for all you do in the discord. It is a big help. Shares lines, uh, gives a lot of strategy. Maybe he's the FBI guy, you know, checking out our discord to make sure it's in line. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, the Discord's a lot of fun and you get all that for 50% off. You also have an option to do weekly. It'll get you through the end of this week to next Monday. There are a, a big, slate tomorrow and thursday so and saturday so you get four big slates for under ten dollars so make sure to click that link in the description let's talk about the bruins and flames just real quick sorry i just wanted to jump in and bring up the lineup builder because i've been building a lineup um through the show i put Ilya sorokin in net from that islanders minnesota game just seems cheap enough uh reasonable enough to use i used your buffalo line Okay, we'll put Buffalo 1 in the sample lineup. So we put in Thompson, Skinner, uh, and Quinn. But I wanted to do that because I wanted to see if they fit with Winnipeg, and they do. Um, Dubois, Niederreiter, Ehlers fits pretty easily with that Buffalo top line. You have almost 4K left for each defenseman with Sorokin in net. So um, I think we're going to be making a lot of – Mr. Kawa. <laughs> yeah, I, I – I... I think we're going to, yeah, yeah, let's put an Owen Power on the blue line. We'll talk about defensemen later, but power makes sense. Um, I think you're going to be able to make a lot of fun, fun line, lineup combinations and stacks here tonight. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, like, now that you see how easy it is to build with Buffalo One, it kind of makes you want to play them less because you you think the ownership's going to go up a little bit more. So, I don't know. Food for thought. Well, let's talk about the Bruins and Flames. Bruins with a 3.1 total. Heading into Calgary, the Flames have a 2.8 total. Linus Olmark, Dan Vladar confirmed. Bruins played yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, they played last night. <laughs> yeah, they played the, they played the Oilers. They beat them 3-2. This is a tough matchup on both sides here. The one thing that the one differentiating thing here is Linus Olmark has had a very good season and the Calgary Flames goalies have been absolute poopers. So like, it, it kind of makes me want to go to the, the Bruins side a bit more, but like, I don't think I'm going to, you know, prioritize this game in one to three. If you want a one-off David Pasternak, I think he's always fine as a one-off. Um, you know, that top, that top line at Bergeron, Marsha and DeBrusque fully correlated. Not much ownership there, but like again, like I'm not super enthusiastic about playing either side in one to three lineups tonight. Yeah, I don't see myself backing the Boston side. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, because of this reason, I like. I think their top line, I mean, Kel Surprise, but I think their top line is easily their best offensive line. And they're going to get that Coleman Mangiapane backland matchup, and that's turning into one of the worst matchups in hockey. Like it, it you know, Bergeron is getting Bergeron himself here tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yes, the Calgary goaltending has been extremely shaky this season. It's but it's that it's kind of like that Columbus situation again. It's like, do I want to play Buffalo just because the opposing goalie has been bad for? two thirds of one regular season. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the same vibes I have with Boston. Like, do I want to play Boston? And what is a pretty bad matchup going up against the backland line and a Calgary team with a really, really good penalty kill, but with bad goaltending, like that's what you're hanging your hat on. So I'm not going to say don't play Boston here tonight. Cause like I said, the top line has been really good. Like DeBrusque missed some time with an injury, but since Christmas, 4.3 expected goals for, 4.2 actual goals for, shooting about league average percentage-wise. They're just generating so much volume. So I don't have a problem with Boston 1, but it's a situation where I think if I was playing 20 lineups, I might have a Boston 1. If I was playing, you know, 150, I would certainly have a few Boston 1. In a single entry, I don't see the need to play a 21K line um, going in a brutal matchup and just hoping that the they can score four by a bad goalie. Like I would probably rather just go play Pittsburgh at the same price. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just kind of the, this is just kind of how I look at it. So I think I would rather play Pittsburgh, but if you want to go back to Boston, it's fine. But I do think David Pasternak makes a pretty fine one off on the slate. Cause you know, Boston does somehow score like four goals, pretty good bet that he's going to be involved in a lot of them. So it's about where I stand there on the Calgary side. Not a whole lot of interest in anything. The top line is generating a lot of shots, but not a lot of quality. The only reason they're scoring is because they're shooting 15%. Um, you do that. You don't generate quality against Linus Allmark. You're going to have a pretty bad night offensively. If anything, it would be the second line. It would be the Kaji Huberto Pelche line. They have been generating quality. It's just their problem is they're shooting 6%. If that can regress, they could be a really, really, really good offensive line. And, you know, that Boston second line is not a ter- like a brutal matchup or anything. Um, you know, Dmitry Orlov is there now. He's not going to help matters defensively. He'll help them offensively, but not defensively. So, if anything, it would be the Kadri line. But I don't have a lot of stacking interest in this game. Yeah, me either. A couple things before we move on. The condition on the second rounder, the Chicago in the Kane deal, becomes a first if the Rangers win two rounds in the playoffs. If it do- If they do win... Uh, two rounds, the pick moves to either 2024 or 2025. So it's not bad there. Also, we have a $20 super chat from Booman0710. 0710. Yeah, I said that right. Thank you very much for the super chat for the advice on 26 Florida one stack. That was a that was a few weeks ago. Won $2,500. I like the idea then. And now I like the idea of a Tampa stack. Thank you very much. Or thank you guys. Thank you very much for the super chat. I don't remember the advice then. I have, I would have to go back and watch it. These days blend together. Um, but congratulations for you. I'm glad we uh, some advice stuck and you won some money because of it. So hopefully you keep it up. 
Yeah, um, you know, you're the one that had to click those players in. So congrats to you. But that, I, if I'm not mistaken, that was the game where the second line had like 14 points or something like that, and they beat the like the brains out of Tampa Bay. Oh, um, the one that we recommend, we both recommend, and then we both faded them. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, so yeah, congrats. Uh, on that win. Thanks a lot uh, for the super chat. We really appreciate it. And let's hope uh, we can do that again and win you some more money. Yep. Let's get to these last two games quickly. Both absolute circuses. Chicago Blackhawks, a 2.6 total heading into Arizona. The Coyotes have a 3.4 total. Alex Stalock, probable. Carol Vomelka confirmed. 14% on Arizona one here. I think that is a little bit higher than I wanted. They have been very good. Chicago has a pretty decent PK. The thing is, like, Stalock hasn't played in months. You just don't, you have no idea what you're going to get here. Blackhawks are back-to-back on the road, so I think Arizona 1 makes some sense. I'm going to go to Arizona 2 for the 5-on-5. Five five. They've been a pretty good line. They're getting way less ownership, so I don't mind that. On the Blackhawks side, I don't mind the Blackhawks' power play. Going back to them, even without Kane, like Anthony CU, top power play, one off at 3,400, I think is fine. Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, I think is fine. But I, I think I prefer the Coyote side. Yeah. Um, Chicago's kind of in that one off boat for me. Um, like, I I don't even hate him one off Max Domi. Have you, has anybody looked at Max Domi's production lately? Had a very good season. Offensive. Like, very good is kind of underlying it. He has 25 shots and 14 points in his last seven games. Three and a half shots and two points per game in his last seven. That's absolutely absurd. Um, He's basically the engine now with, you know, with Kane gone, Taves out of the lineup. Um, You know, they traded two defensemen, one on Jack Johnson, so whatever. But, uh, you know, like a one-off Domi, yeah, perfectly fine. Um, One-off Tyler Taylor Radish, Tyler Johnson, those guys, perfectly fine. It's another situation where I'm not full stacking anything. This team just hasn't been able to generate consistently. So you're riding percentages. And if you're riding percentages, it's really tough to rack up like those shot bonuses and those three point bonus, like three point bonuses for multiple players because you're relying on like scoring three goals on four shots or something. So one offs, fine. Stacking, no. Arizona, the Arizona top line. This might be the best top line they've had a decade. Like, honestly, they've been really good all season yeah, no, yeah, since, yeah. since they moved Hayden there. Just in the month of February, 3.4 expected goals for, five actual goals for, all skating 20 to 21 minutes, all on the top power play unit. Even if they come in 14 15%, I think it's fine. Because there, there are a lot. The thing is, it's like, a 15% $23,000 line really worries me because there are only so many places you can go unless you're just jamming in a bunch of one-off value. But a 16,000, what is it, 16.5, I think they are? A $16,500 line at 15% doesn't really bother me because there are so many lines that you can put with them, right? You can put Winnipeg, you can put Pittsburgh, you can put Buffalo, you can put Florida, you can put Tampa Bay. You, can, you know what I mean? So... You can do so, and then you can add in Valimaki on the blue line for power play exposure. You can add in Nick Bukestad and take out hate, you know, one of the wingers if you want, or something like that. There are ways to get different if you want, and because of their price where they are, 
there are a lot of ways there are going to be a lot of unique lineups with the, even with that full line stack so i do really do like arizona one if you want to dip down to arizona two no problem at all but arizona one is playing better they're getting more minutes all the top power play time Staylock's coming back from what eye surgery i you know maybe maybe he, he plays well but i really do like the arizona top line in this match. yeah it's, it's funny because like schmaltz's biggest problem when he was with the Blackhawks was he didn't shoot the puck enough right now he's shooting the puck and it's going in the net like he's a point he's like pretty much a point per game player right yeah yeah just like he's coming into his own and that line is just very good so yeah do like Arizona top line let's get to this mess of a late night hammer this game starts an hour and a half later than all the other games lock (laughs) Montreal Canadiens with a 2.9 total heading into San Jose the Sharks have a 3.5 Jake Allen probable, Capo Kakinen confirmed. Obviously, Timo Meyer got traded to the Devils. So the top line is like essentially Couture, Barabanov, Esamont, second line of Hurdle, Martin Kaut, Noah Gregor. Ay, ay, ay. Like, yeah, that, that Sharks line with Esamont has been very good. They're just getting a boatload of ownership. Like, yeah. it, it's just like, do I want to play that line? Like, they're super cheap and I get it but like do i want to play them at like 14 percent or the coyotes at 14 percent? it's probably the coyotes like couture is couture like he hasn't had the best season but he is on the top power play in a good power play spot his numbers with esamon have been very very good since esamon moved there so maybe you can shed some light on this line a little bit here no there's nothing much to say because like one thing about players on new teams is like, yeah, maybe they have like a short burst right out of the gate, but you know, then some they tail off pretty quick. Like I think you saw that with Sam Steele in Minnesota, but Esamon hasn't had that in San Jose. He had 31 shots on goal in his first 10 games. And I was like, whoa, three shots per game. That's a lot. And he has 31 shots in nine games since. Like he's actually shooting more. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Like they are gener- and they have been generating a ton. Four point six expected goals for in the month of February. Four point one actual goals for. Two out of the three guys will be on the top power play unit at least. I'll say I would rather, much rather play Couture, Barabanov, Esamont than I would that chalky Nashville line coming oh, in, yeah. coming in at the same price. So if people, you know, anybody out there thinking of playing Nashville, I think if you're going to play a chalky line at home tonight it would be this San Jose line way over that chalky Nashville line. Um, but I do think I'm just going to be fading San Jose here. Lo- like losing Timo Meyer is a big loss. I don't care what anyone says, especially for the power play. Um, they don't, they just don't have anybody that can step in. Nick Benino, it, it's Nick Benino taking, is taking his spot on the power play. You're replacing a defense. You're replacing one of the top scoring wingers in the league with a defense first fourth line center. What are we doing? So no, um, is what yeah. they're doing. Like you know, I think a one off Thomas Hurdle actually makes quite a bit of sense here. Um, sure, yeah, one off Nick Benino. Um, you know, like I said, I would stack that San Jose top line rather than the Nashville top line. Um, but. That's where it would end for the stacking. On the Montreal side, I have no interest in stacking the Habs. I think Denis Gurianov could be better under Montreal than he was in Dallas. The problem is, is Nick Suzuki has really struggled without Josh Anderson or Cole Caulfield on his wing. And it's like, 
does you know does having Mike Hoffman there, who's a shot bot, you know he's a passer, and Dennis Gurianov, who doesn't play defense, a good dual threat offensive guy probably in the long term, but doesn't play defense. Is that you know are those two players going to help Suzuki when he's been struggling already without Anderson and Caulfield? I think the answer is a pretty resounding no. I don't mind one-offing, certainly on the Montreal side. One-off Gurianoff makes sense. One-off Hoffman, I think all that makes sense. One-off Josh Anderson off the second line makes sense. But no stacking for me from the Montreal side. I think these are pretty bad line combinations. Like Josh Anderson and and, and um, Jonathan Drouin playing together this season up around 100 minutes are, aren't very far off, are at about a 35% expected goal share. They're getting absolutely crushed. So, yeah, it, if I'm stacking anything in this game, it's a San Jose top line. I don't mind some one-off from the Montreal wingers, but that's about it. Yeah, it's just annoying that this game is at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. I don't I just don't have much interest in it. That is the 10-gamer. Coming up after us, the new show, The Odds Shop. Did I just disconnect again? No, I'm still here. Nope. News. Am, am I here? Can you hear me? Yeah, you are. Oh, here I am. Coming up after up, the Odd Shop is a new show on the Odd Shop chat, uh, Odd Shopper channel with uh, Lafay and Ben going over today's best bets. Let's talk a little bit about those gremlins who live behind the blue line defensemen. Who are you liking? Well, there are quite a few players um, that I do like uh, on the slate here tonight uh, on the blue line. I think for the expensive guys, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Mikhail Sergachev, and Roman Yossi are the ones that stick out. Sergachev moving up to power play one, obviously, um, is a pretty big deal. Um, You know, Yossi, if Nashville creates anything, it's going to be off of him. And we saw last night what Shabbat can do uh, in this particular matchup. So I do like that. In the mid-price range, like I think Owen Power pretty clearly should be power play slotting. Um, you know, Jake Waldman, seven blocks, I think, last night or something like I, I think he can do that again. Mike Matheson, has been playing pretty well for Montreal. And I think he's might be my favorite play from the Montreal Canadiens from all their skaters, let alone their defensemen. So I don't mind him. Um Jeff Petrie from Pittsburgh as well. I think not focusing on the power play because it's been pretty shaky and go, focusing on five on five with Petrie is a good way to go. If you want super cheap, watch Nashville because Matias Ekholm may be traded here. And if he is, like Alex Carrier might get a lot of minutes. So it's just something to monitor. Like there's nothing impending, but Ekholm's name has really been out there as, as a trade candidate. Um if you still want to keep paying cheap, um, Jonathan Kobasevich still only 2500 on DK. Um, he's definitely a guy. Adam Bockfist moved to the top power play unit for Columbus. Uh, don't mind him for cheap. Troy Stetcher, I know Jake's going to laugh at me, but he's been playing 19, 20 minutes a game for Arizona, and it's a great matchup for them. Um, I'll also mention Jake Sanderson, Ottawa second power play unit, um, getting some good minutes, and Jacob Middleton oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, he scored yesterday. And Jacob Middleton as well. Uh, he's been getting uh, some pretty good minutes. So um, those are basically the guys that I have uh, loaded in on the blue line right now. Yeah, a lot of options there, depending on the price point. Arizona all retained salary on the Patty Kane deal, so I'm sure a pick is going there. They don't have the terms yet. 
goalie is an interesting one tonight. I don't know why my voice just cracked. Apparently, I just hit puberty. We like we like cheap Carol Vomelka. He's eighty four hundred tonight. There's some cheap options that I like as well. Who are you liking in that? Yeah, I actually have Staylock written down because he was having a good season up until that injury. It's just whether he can bounce back from that. Um, I think Billy Huso makes a lot of sense. Maybe people are going to be scared of Detroit here tonight considering they just got their brains beat in, but he is like easily their best goalie. Um, you see Saros at home as well. Whenever Saros is under under 8K at home, I'll always be tempted to play him. And I think, you know, Allmark certainly makes uh, a fair bit of sense here tonight as well. So, so I think those are the four goalies that I'm focusing on. Yeah, I like both goalies in the Islanders wild game. Sorokin, Gustafsson. Um, I think Hellebuck is interesting at 8K as well. Allmark, yeah, like you mentioned, 7,800. <sighs> Jake Allen could be interesting as well if he starts. And then you have the cheapest goalie of the night, Elvis Merzlikens, who is the worst goalie in the NHL, but he's 6,700. doesn't matter that he's the worst goalie in the NHL this season. He could have a saves bonus and pay off at a salary. I wouldn't recommend it. But at uh, 6,700 is always an interesting proposition. And just to finish off our lineup, 3,800, we had 3,800 left for our last defenseman, which was a real awkward spot because there's a bunch of $3,900 defensemen that I really like. Uh, but we couldn't get there, so decided to settle with Ryan McDonough. So that's our official lineup. We have uh, Buffalo top line with Owen Power. We have the Winnipeg top line. Just remember, watch for Pierre-Luc Dubois. He might be out. Uh, Sorokin in net. Uh, and then a one-off Ryan McDonough as their defenseman. That is a lineup we're going with tonight, and you can see the stack percentage. You can see the the individual projection, or the stack projection, the individual projection, the ownership percentage, everything. Uh, you get all that whenever you uh, sign up to uh, Stochastic NHL uh, Platinum. So uh, head on over. Come join us. in the description, specifically for your viewers, 50% off weekly or monthly. Yeah. Who are you looking for your hat trick pick? I'm going to go with a guy that you were slagging, Kirill Marchenko. Oh, God. No. No. God. No. No. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going uh, Evgeny Malkin. Oh, okay. I like it. So, yeah. All right. Marchenko and Malkin. Let's go, boys. I, I, a couple of Russians came back from uh, my little mini break. There. It wasn't really a break. You can see the bags under my eyes, a little bit stressed. But, um, yeah. Not too spicy there for me tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, I believe. There is a nice size slate tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you in Discord. We'll see you on Twitter. Hope you all win some money. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.